0: Okay, sorry for the delay, everybody. Good morning. morning, um, Yonatan. morning, Yatko Bresman. morning, Abarya. morning, Yavariye. There is a Gemara which talks about the unique power of the 10 days of Shuvah. The Gemara says that, seek Hashem when he is found, call him when he's is close. Isn't Hashem always close? As the Torah says in another verse, Hashem is always close to us, Gemara answers, it depends who's calling Hashem. If an individual is calling Hashem, then he's only sometimes close. But if a minion is calling Hashem, ten people calling Hashem, then Hashem is always close. So the Gemara says for an individual, when is Hashem close, how does it work for an individual? So the this, these are the 10 days, the Shanyam Kippurim, in these 10 days Hashem is always close, sorry in these 10 days Hashem is close for an individual. That's what the Gemara says. So the language of the Gemara is Kan Kan This is a situation for an individual. This is a situation for a community. Kan L'Yochin, Kan So. The um, al explains that the word Kanli Yachid, which on the surface is just saying this is a rule for an individual, the al says the word Kanli Yachid doesn't just mean this is the um, time for the individual. The al says Kanli Yachid means this is a time when the Yachid, the deepest part of the Neshama, is aroused. Kanli Yachid means this is a time for the Yachidah means this is the time when the focus should be on the 10 soul powers. So there's a, there's a time when we're able to, and we should, uh, focus on the Yechida, the deepest part of ourselves. That's the 10 days in the Shani Kapurim. And there's a time when the focus should be, maybe we always have a yichida, we always have 10 soul powers, but uh, the focus, the rest of the year, is, is on our Ten Soul Powers. That's the teaching of the Alta Rebbe. The um, most famous, most fundamental Sikha about Yom Kippur uh, is in Chelek And in this Sikha, the Rebbe addresses the obvious question that you have when you read this Gemara. The Gemara says that there are 10 days to Yom Kippur, and the truth is that if you count the days, no one with 10 days, there's only 7 days to Yom Kippur. So why does Gemara say this 10 days, anyone remember? I think we've learned this before, no one's volunteering the information, okay so here I go. The reason why, the reason why... Um, Gemara says our 10 days is because there are two elements in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur respectively. There is an element of Rosh Hashanah as it is one of the 10 days of tshuva, as the element of Yom Kippur as being one of the 10 days and then there is something unique about Rosh Hashanah that makes it something beyond the 10 days and something unique about Yom Kippur as well. What is the unique power of Yom Kippur, that lifts it above and provides it with a distinction among all ten days of Tshuva. so much so that we can call it something other than the ten days of Tshuva. So concerning this there is an, a statement of Rebbe, Rebbe and the Chachamim have an argument about whether or not you have to do the tshuva for Yom Kippur to work. Rebbe famously says, whether you do Tshuva, whether you don't do Tshuva. You are forgiven, you are atoned for, you are cleansed. Why? Because the day itself atones for you. The Chacham disagree and the Chacham say no. They say only if you do Teshuvah does the day forgive you. But if you don't do Teshuvah, it doesn't. The argument between them, however, isn't whether there is a power to the day itself. Everyone agrees that the day itself has some potency. The question only is, in order for you to connect to the energy of the day, do you need to do Teshuvah? According to Rabbi, you don't have to do anything. The day itself gives you the Kapara because of the power of the day. According to Chachamim, they say that you you do need to do Teshuvah, but your achievement of Kapara is not commensurate to your Teshuvah. If that would be the case, then it wouldn't necessarily be associated with Yom Kippur, you can do tshuva any day of the year. So the fact that you're forgiven is really because it's Yom Kippur. But your tshuva connects you to the day of Yom Kippur. This this uh, additional distinction of Yom Kippur, that Sumesh Yom HaChapir. What is it? What is this? What is the meaning of Yom Kippur? What 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 is the meaning of Kapara? what's the meaning of Yom Kippur, and uh, how can we say a day itself causes Kapara? What does that mean? Kapara doesn't just mean that you're not punished for a sin. Kapara means that you are cleansed. Your soul has a blemish on it because of the avera, And Kapara means not only you're not punished because you did the sin, but further, Kapara means that you are cleansed. And the truth is that Kapara means more than that. Not just you're cleansed from the sin. Kapara means that there's no remnant at all of the sin to the extent that the sins themselves are considered to be mitzvahs. The Avera itself is considered a mitzvah. So how is that possible? How is it possible to achieve such a level of Kapara that the sin itself turns into a mitzvah? What does that mean? So it works like this, when a Jew does tshuva and regrets the sin that they've done, so the regret that they have for that sin, that erases the Geshmak in the Avera. The, the person did al-vera, the Aveira, the Avera was satisfying, it was gratifying, and the regret that the person has for uh, doing that sin, that erases that. Gishmak. His neshama was blemished by the pleasure he had in the sin, and by him regretting the sin it erases that erases that that pleasure. But what about the actual sin itself, not just the soul of the sin, the Gashmak of the sin, but also the sin itself? So that's the purpose of saying vidui. Vidui causes the um, the body of the sin to be erased. And what brings about the sin itself to turn into a mitzvah? Because the sin is what made me feel this incredible yearning. I never would have this yearning if I didn't do the Aveda. So the yearning I have for Hashem is only because of my Aveda. My Aveda is what what created this new relationship I have with Hashem. So therefore, the Aveda itself is considered to be a merit, to be positive, because the avera itself created a whole new level of relationship between me and Hashem. Without the avera, I would just be serving Hashem in a very limited way. What arouses, in the language of the Zohar, what arouses this additional power to become close to the king, that's that's the, the avera. This is also, that doesn't mention in this particular Sikha, but the Hasidic masters explain this is the reason why we request God in Avinu Malkeinu, write us down in the Book of Merits. One second, what are we asking for? If we have the merits, they should be written in that book. If we don't have the merits, what are we asking for? We're asking God to put in some merits we didn't do. Put me down as if I did it. I, I didn't do it. But what are we asking for? The answer is, is that, of course, Tshuva cannot change the physical actions that were done, actions were done, and, but Tshuva can rewrite them. Was this the day that I strayed, or was this the day that a new relationship between me and Hashem was born? Write us down in Book of Merit means, consider this sin itself to be part of the merits. And, and we're asking Hashem to help us discover what, that, what the purpose is of those sins that I did by my own volition. Because again, because as we discussed many times, everything that happens, even things I do by my own volition, is governed by divine providence. So there must be something that Hashem wanted to accomplish with the sin itself. I'm not going to go into the whole idea of, of divine providence and free choice, but make it, it, it in the language of Nachon of Breslov, if you believe they are able to destroy, you believe you're able to fix. Which means you can't really destroy, it, because Hashem is the one who governs the world, and therefore you should believe that it's not—it's not—it's not eternal damage. So that's why an avera is able to not just annul the sin that you shouldn't be punished for it, not just to eradicate it, that, it should, that there should be no trace of it in my relationship between me and Hashem, but further, the tshuva is able to accomplish the sin itself is, con- is considered a merit. But how could the day of Yom Kippur do this without the tshuva? We could understand that Yom Kippur could accomplish that we shouldn't get punished. Yom Kippur is a day where God decides to absolve us from, from punishment. We could we could understand that. So that's just a punishment. But how is, does Yom Kippur achieve a, that we get cleansed? Again, or even according to Chachamim who say they have to tshuva, they don't say you're cleansed because you're tshuva. They say there's a there's something happening because it's Yom Kippur. What about Yom Kippur makes me, me become cleansed? And the cleansing of Yom Kippur is greater than the cleansing of tshuva. whatever kind of dry cleaning I do with my tshuva, pales in comparison to the kind of dry cleaning I'm able to achieve on Yom Kippur. What exactly does Yom Kippur have in it that grants this incredible cleansing of, of the Neshama? Rabbi Ramayor used to say, the is pumping now. He felt the achievement of the kapara of Yom Kippur. They felt, whoa, my Hashem is pumping. we got to bring the whole sukkah. We we'll wouldn't want to leave the sukkah, stay in the sukkah the whole time. What, if, what does Yom Kippur do? What is Yom Kippur that does anything? So the answer is like this. Our bond with Hashem has many layers. There is a bond with Hashem that is achieved by fulfilling the mitzvah of Hashem, by accepting upon ourselves the yoke of Hashem and doing what Hashem says to do. I do whatever Hashem commands me to do that's that's one layer in my bond with Hashem. I'm connected because um, because I accept to do what Hashem wants. Then there's a deeper bond I have with Hashem which is higher and deeper than the bond that I exhibit by accepting upon myself the yoke of Hashem and this deeper bond Expresses itself in the, that in the way that even if I have severed my bond with Hashem and I have cast off the yoke of Hashem, it bothers me. The reason it bothers me, and I want to do tshuva. Why does it bother me? It bothers me because 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 seemingly, if I've cut off the yoke of Hashem, I've cast it off. Why am I bothered that I've cast it off? The reason is is because I can't completely cast it off. You have to read this article. This Jew wrote to Rabbi Moss from Australia. <laughs> Such a Jewish letter. He writes to Rabbi Moss, oh, Dear Rabbi Moss, I married someone who wasn't Jewish. I have children who aren't Jewish. I um, made sh- I wrote my will. I want to be buried in a uh, non-Jewish cemetery. I've, my will, I've, I've made sure not to give anything to any Jewish charities. And I want to make sure that I'm really not Jewish. But I wanted to ask you, is there a way to, to ensure that I'm actually not Jewish anymore? Okay. Sir Hamas says to him, it's, it's really peculiar. Here you've done everything you can to erase your Jewishness, and yet the most powerful feeling you have that's bothering you uh, is the fact that you still are Jewish, and you seek the advice, not of a lawyer, but of a rabbi, in order to be considered not Jewish. What does that tell you about yourself? <laughs> it tells you that matter that that this is the most dominant force in your life, and you cannot get rid of it. So that's the inner bond that a Jew has with Hashem. It's higher and deeper than our connection through mitzvahs and, and our acceptance of Hashem. This this bond expresses itself that you know it doesn't matter what I've done, I, it still bothers me, and that's the reason that tshuva has the power to cleanse all the blemishes that happen on an external level. Since teshuva is something which comes from a deeper place in the soul, the part of the soul that has been blemished by my sins, by my casting off Hashem's mitzvahs, that part of the soul is indeed blemished. But there's a deeper part of my soul which isn't blemished, and which motivates me to feel bad when I do. Sever externally my bond with Hashem, and that's that inner bond is what empowers there to be a empowers there to be a rectification of of the wrongdoing. Because at that level, there, there is no wrongdoing. At the level of the inner bond between me and Hashem, there is there was no sin in the first place. That's so when I when I express that bond between me and Hashem, and I feel regret for my sins. I am cleansed for the sins because the, at that, what I'm expressing is a part of me that hasn't sinned. So that's the second level, the second layer. But this second layer also has limitation. Its limitation is that it is, it can, its expression can be measured. Its expression is teshuva. There is a. It starts and it finishes. It has a certain modicum of how it works. Then there is a deeper bond I have with Hashem, the connection of the essence of my nesham with Hashem. This connection has no limitations, no boundaries, and it is above expression in any specific, any specific way. Even can be expressed through tshuva, and this connection. Cannot, cannot, we can't build this connection through different things that we're going to do. Because whatever we're going to do, whatever lofty activity we may be engaged in, has some kind of limitation. This is something we are born with naturally because of the essence of the neshama. And even while the essence of the neshama is in our body, it is still yechid it is still chavukot It's still absolutely attached to Hashem. And since this connection is above any kind of limitation, any kind of form, so just like it cannot be created, it can't be enhanced through any kind of Aveda, any kind of service of Hashem, it cannot become weaker or blemished through not doing anything or through, or, or through sins. And this level of connection, there are no, there's no sin can touch it. And because Yom Kippur, this bond with Hashem is revealed, the connection of the essence of Hashem with Hashem is revealed in Yom Kippur. So when this level is revealed, automatically all the blemishes are, are, uh, are annulled. The argument between the Rebbe and the Chacham is only do I have to do something to reveal this bond? But everyone agrees that the uh, the kapara is achieved not because of the tshuva that I'm doing, I could do tshuva today, the kapara that's being achieved is because of the essence of my neshama's bond with Hashem. The Abish, in other words, says to me on Yom Kippur, he says to every Jew that all of the different things that you've done in your life cannot possibly diminish by one iota his love for each of us and we echo that in ourselves and whatever has happened, Cannot take away our love for Hashem. So, in the level where sins can reach and sins can blemish, at that level you need to achieve an atonement. There's an, it's, it's a blemish, and it, you have to achieve an atonement. L- listen to these words. I know Yonatan's question. Yonatan's question is: Okay, so then tshuva—what's different between tshuva and Yerushalayim? You said Shuva also—it's a higher level where sins don't don't touch. Well. To some extent, there is some kind of blemish in the level of tshuva. The very fact that the, the Talmud tells us that through tshuva you reach higher than Atsadik, tzaddik, that sentence itself tells you that the, the blemish reaches a place above a tzaddik as well. The blemish is also in a place that's above a tzaddik. Uh, Dr. Bresman, you recall this passage in the Talmud that we discussed about the soul that does a sin and the soul is trying to rectify itself for its sin. So first it asks uh, Torah what it should do, and Torah says to bring a, a sacrifice, remember this? Then it asks wisdom, and wisdom says it should get, uh, it, should be, it should be punished. It asks prophecy, and prophecy it says it should, um, uh, it, 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 wisdom says it should die, prophecy says it should, should be punished. When Torah says to, you should do tshuva. Torah says you should bring a sacrifice, only then can you be forgiven. The tshuva that the Torah is referring to is a lower kind of tshuva, a tshuva which could possibly cause your sins that are done on purpose to be considered only accidental, because when a sin is done on purpose, a sacrifice can't atone for it. A sacrifice can only atone for a sin that's done by accident. When the, when the Talmud says that the soul goes to Torah, and Torah says the advice for you is to bring a sacrifice, that means that your sin can, can, your tshuva can cause your sin done on purpose to be considered only like an accident, and then the carbon, then the sacrifice could further um, erase the sin and cause this the accident, accident to be considered just like to be completely absolved. It can not comp- forgive you completely. Shuvah, uh, the tshuva that, that, that Torah talks about is a, it has a relationship to the level of Torah. It's a lower kind of tshuva. But the Talmud concludes with the soul goes to God and says, God, what should I do? And all God says is, do tshuva and you'll be forgiven. When, when we talk about God in contrast to Torah, we're talking about how the way Hashem is beyond the limitations of Torah and beyond the limitations of the Spiritual Cosmos. So Torah is called Kavem so. Torah is in, in still... In, in still there, there is the way that Torah is in the realm of Yishtal in the realm of the Spiritual Cosmos. When we talk about God telling the Neshama to do and the Neshama is able to do tshuva alone and be forgiven, that kind of response coming from Hashem Himself is similar to the words of that response. Is similar to the the energy of Yom Kippur. John, like Yom Kippur, there's no limitations, and there's a atonement for the sins done on purpose, and the various to That's what the Gemara is expressing. Expressing that Hashem Himself is no limitation. You do tshuva, and the tshuva itself is able to accomplish everything. Why? Because Hashem is beyond the level of Torah. Hashem in this Gemara is referring to Hashem's pleasure in us, that beyond what we could possibly... uh, Hashem has pleasured us because we're His only child, and because a Jew and Hashem are one, and therefore there's nothing that that, um, needs to be done to achieve Atonement. We're, We're His children. The purpose of tshuva is just to reveal that bond, but the bond that we have with Hashem is just there naturally because we're His children. So, in other words, on Yom Kippur, the, the reason why we are forgiven is because there is no blemish in the first place. The, the Yom Kippur reveals the pleasure Hashem has in the neshama, which is the deepest pleasure of Hashem, and therefore there is no sin in the first place. And nothing has to be done to achieve the Atonement. We have to tshuva to to express how we're God's children. And to show that for, we care about Hashem and therefore for us, we are celebrating Yom Kippur, is, it, is the day of Yom Kippur for us. The Raghat um he put it this way. He says, how come, even according, to Rabbi, even according to Rabbi, Rabbi agrees that there's one sin that Yom Kippur won't atone for. What sin is that? Eating on Yom Kippur. Why is eating on Yom Kippur considered the worst sin possible? How come that sin is not forgiven by Yom Kippur? So Raghav Chavar says, because the defending angel and the accusing angel can't be the same. If I'm being forgiven because of Yom Kippur, that's the reason I'm being forgiven because of Yom Kippur, I can't be uh, uh, accused because of Yom Kippur by the same angel, by the same by the same force. So by eating on Yom Kippur, I'm in effect saying, it may be Yom Kippur for everybody else, but for me, it's not Yom Kippur. If I break Yom Kippur and I go against the laws of Yom Kippur, I am, so to speak, saying, I don't want it to be Yom Kippur for me. I'm making an effort to hide that bond. So according to Rabbi, that doesn't work. According to Chachamim, they say that's not sufficient either. Just not breaking the rules of Yom Kippur isn't sufficient. In order to, for me to say to Yom Kippur for me, I got to celebrate Yom Kippur in a way inside myself that I actually do Teshuvah. But that celebration that I'm doing, that, 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 that Teshuvah I'm doing is just a catalyst, just a catalyst, it's just, it's, 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 it's just removing an obstacle, so Hashem's love for me could be revealed. But it's not that my tshuva accomplishes it. It's just because I'm a Jew, and therefore Hashem uh, forgives me. Any any questions, comments, criticism, tomatoes and cucumbers? All right. Great day, Jonathan. Great day, Dr. Brashman. Great day, Rabbi. Great day, Chaim. Great day, of Amen.